Thanks, Evie. How are you guys' weeks? That was so dull. How are your weeks? Still a bit dull. How are your weeks? Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Well, I had an incredible week. Um, and I hope that you did too. So today, my title of my message is, Is That You, God? It should come up. There we go. Is That You, God? So, I just want to dra- jump straight into this. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? Is it to be perfect or to be sinless? We all have ideas of the Spirit who he is, what he is for. So before we start, let's take some time to understand who the Spirit is and who the Spirit is not. So tonight, let me introduce to you Strong Nation Holy Spirit Mythbusters. So I need you to help me out. Let us all stand up. So like true or false, We are playing it Mythbuster style. So, your hands go on your head for true, and your hands go on your hips for busted. So, let's do a test run. So, is today the 6th of December? True or busted? I I, I said the 6th of December. True or busted? Yeah, busted. Good job. We've got the idea. Do we need another practice? I think we do. Um, Tonight, we sung a new song. True or busted? Oh, we're thinking, we're thinking. Yes, it's true. We did sing a new song. So, here's our first one. The Holy Spirit is only in the more spiritual Christians. True or busted? (laughs) Are you a more spiritual Christian? Is the Holy Spirit in you? Is that true or busted? Well, it is busted. Because in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, "You do, Do you not know that God is a temple and the and that God dwells that wow? And that God's spirit dwells in you. That's not that God's spirit dwells in the more spiritual, that's you, that's every single one of you. So, good job guys. Myth two, the Holy Spirit is one with both the Father and the Son. True or busted? Locking in our answers. Some final thoughts. True, in Matthew 28, 19, we are told, Therefore, and go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Myth three. When we have the Spirit, we are slaves to God. True or busted? Everyone's thinking. Everyone's thinking. I see a few people thinking, a few people checking their theology here. Well, it's busted. In Romans 14, 15, it says, For those who are led by the Spirit 
of God are the children of God. The Spirit does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. So we aren't slaves. Don't worry. Whew. Safe. Myth four. To be filled with the Spirit is to reach a state of sinless perfection. With the Spirit, are you perfect? Are you, you don't sin, you do nothing wrong, God thinks you're amazing. Bastard, yes, because in 1 John 1, 8 to 10, it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us of unrighteousness. If we claim to have not have sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Oof. Well, good job. You passed the Strong Nation Holy Spirit Mythbusters. You may be seated. And I also want to say hello to everyone on the stream tonight because we're in all places of the world. So, I want to tell you a little story. It was around four years ago, I was in Austria. So, I have a map. We have, this is Europe, and in the middle with that red line is Austria. Capital is Vienna, and this is a topographical map. So you can see the mountains. So you can see that there's quite a few mountains down here, and then they sort of follow up. And most of Austria and Switzerland is divided by mountains. Now, if you thought about the sound of music, you'd think, oh yes, and they ran over the hills and escaped to Switzerland. Technically not true, but it kind of is true because it is over the mountains, but we're not going to debate that. So, if you zoom in a bit, you can see the deeper mountains. Now, down the bottom here, I'm going to point to it, we have this town called Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg. So if you want to say you know a German word, you can say Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, yeah. So, I was on a holiday and I was staying here in Wolfsburg. We were staying in a hut. Now this hut had no power, no running water, and no Wi-Fi. Ah, oh, dang it, dang it. Some of you, this sounds like an absolute nightmare. You can't post on Instagram, can't check the footy scores, can't see who won the state of origin. Touched nerve, I think. You can't see, or I may say, the US election. You're not able to contact anyone. You can't have a hot shower. Who loves a good hot shower? I know I do. I love a good hot shower. Even in summer, I'm boiling that water. And no running water. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about no running water, I find that kind of crazy. Because even if the power goes out to most of you, the water still runs, right? So the water running out isn't really something we're used to. And so when you shower, you get a big old bucket, you get a sponge and you just rub your body, sponge yourself off, dump the water on your head. That's a shower. 
not the most stylish thing you could ever do. But let me tell you, it was peace. And after we arrived, we decided to go for a little afternoon walk. I feel like this is a bit of a joke when I say two Aussies, two Austrians and one kid walked into a forest. What could go wrong? So, let me tell you, in Austria, the mountains are beautiful. I have a photo of them that I took from where I was staying. Oof, look at those trees, the mountains. That was like the bathroom hut there. At least you got a bit of privacy. But it was stunning, absolutely stunning. And from that ridge, I don't know whether you can see, but it drops right off like this. And Australia is so different. We have bush, we have lots of trees, we have tall grass. It's so different. Being there honestly felt like being in a Disney movie. I have a picture of a Disney movie to help you. Wow, yeah. So, I felt like I was off on a Disney movie. I was off on this Disney movie adventure into the forest. Now, I'm about 40 minutes into this adventure and I start to see the sunset. And because I'm in a new country, I don't really know when the sun normally sets. I haven't adjusted. In Australia, I'm used to the lovely daylight savings. I believe they have daylight savings. I could be wrong. But 40 minutes in, the sun is starting to fall behind the mountain. Golden hour for that perfect selfie has gone and come. And we're starting to all space out. We're starting to all do our own thing discover our own stuff, look at cool trees. We actually found like huts in the trees that have like shooting lookouts. So you climb up this huge tree, you're, you go up like 50 meters and then you go to a hut. I got halfway up and then I quickly came down, but I'm separated from everyone and it starts to get darker and darker. Now, let me tell you, there is nothing scarier than being in a forest, running out of light, not knowing where you are or where to go. Everything starts to look the same. I don't know about you, but all pine trees look the same. I can't tell them apart for the life of me. Absolutely can't tell them apart. So I'm wandering around and I'm like, I feel like I've been looking at the same thing for the last 40 minutes. Could have been going in circles, I don't know. Now, you would think that living on a property would have prepared me for this, that I would have an understanding of the bush. Well, I have an understanding of the Australian bush, but from this side of the mountains. I know I live in a valley, the Gross Valley. I know that I live on the east side of the mountains, and when the sun sets, it sets behind the mountains. Really simple things to remember. I know I can always find my way back, but in Austria, I was in the deep forest. I had no idea where I was. There's mountains in every direction. There's trees in every direction. I couldn't figure out where I came from. And as it got darker, even the sounds changed. Those simple sounds of that tree cracking in the distance or the wind blowing through the leaves or even the sounds of an animal trotting through. I would hear someone's voice. I would hear, look over here. 
and it would feel like it would be coming from a surround sound system. I had no idea. It was so, so hard to follow someone's voice. Now, when I think of the world today, we have so many tools of navigation. We have street signs, maps, and now GPS systems. Sometimes when I'm driving with other people, they don't tend to look at the road. They have their map, and they just look at the map and drive. It's like, look at the road. The road's right in front of you. It can guide you. No, 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 I'm just going to look at the map. I trust the map. Street signs still, still do exist. In 100 meters, turn left. Ah, oh, there's a street sign. But now we have this little voice on our phones that guides us step by step to our destination. If I had my phone, I would say, hey, Siri. But I have a hey, Siri here. I know that I get lazy sometimes, and I will sit there and I'll be like, hey, Siri, play my latest album of Apple Music, or hey, Siri, text mum, or hey, Siri, turn on the lights, or hey, Siri, turn the TV on. I was at Jesse and Geordie's house yesterday, and I was amazed because I'm sitting there in the kitchen, and Jesse goes, hey, Google, turn on the kitchen TV. Hey, Google, play the dots on YouTube. Doesn't touch a thing. TV turns on, dot thing starts playing. I'm mind blown. And did you know that you can change the voice of Siri? Yes. Have you changed your voice of Siri or have you kept it? Well, I did some digging on my phone and I found out that I can change my Siri. So I have an Australian female but you can change your Siri to American, Australian, British, Indian, Irish, South African, and male or female. So if you want Siri to talk to you very nicely, you could give it a British accent. Or if, I don't know, you wanted some interesting slang, you could go to America. But often we want step-by-step -step directions like Siri. We want to know the fastest way to get somewhere with the minimal effort. So how do you know which is the right way? The route that's going to take us around all the traffic through the scenic routes and get us to our destination in time. Well, like Siri, when Jesus returned to heaven, he sent our, us our own version of Siri in the form of the Holy Spirit. Our spirit, our Siri, doesn't just guide us along the fastest routes. The Holy Spirit walks alongside us. He walks with us personally, and he seeks a relationship with each and every one of us. So, if you're lost in the forest, or the forest being our world, the Holy Spirit works as our map, our guide, our compass, our own Siri. Maybe you're struggling to make decisions. Maybe you're longing for the voice of God to guide you. Have you tried to listen and felt really overwhelmed? Have you felt like the voices were coming at you from every direction? Yeah, well, me too. But first, let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have. Thank you that we can come together. And I just pray a spirit of you over each and every one of us here. I pray that you help our hearts and you open our ears to listen. 
I thank you for this opportunity and I pray that you speak through me and you speak to every single one in this room and on the stream. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, at the start of this year, I was enrolled and ready to start my second year of Bible college. This is what I felt like was the right thing to do, being a Christian. Why wouldn't I go to Bible college? It's a good Christian thing, right? Going to Bible college, do that, follow God, come to church, go to Bible college. Well, I got to my first week back and I was a little worried. I didn't have a job, didn't know what my timetable looked like, I didn't know when my classes were, and I was really struggling. I would go for job interviews and every time I would be in the job interview and the person would be like, okay, so you're great, we love you, when are you available? And I'd be like, um, so I'm available but I can't tell you when and I don't know why but I can't and I have no idea when I can tell you when I'm available. Yes, that went down well. Everyone wants to hire someone who has no idea when they can work for you. And this didn't play in my favor. A few more things started to happen and I started to strive. I started to push really, really hard to get to Bible college. I started to push really, really hard to get a job. I tried to line everything up myself. I was like, I've got to make this work, I've got to make this work, I've got to make this work. And it was about 48 hours now. I was out from my first class and I remember being so frustrated and angry at God. I was like, God, you're not helping me. You're not guiding my path. What are you doing? I'm in Bible college. What more do you want from me? I was so confused. And in that moment, I felt God widen my eyes. Have you ever said to someone, just look it's right in front of you. When you lose your glasses and they're on your head and you're like, where are my glasses? And they're like, look, they're right in front of you. Or have you ever been that person that goes, mom, I can't find my socks. And your mom goes, did you have a nanny look? And you go, no, I looked really, really hard. And you go, I looked. And mom goes, well, let me look. And then she opens your drawer and it's the first thing she finds. I felt God was saying that to me. I had missed everything that was right in front of me. I was walking around assuming that God wanted me to go to Bible college when I had never really stopped to observe the signs, the signs that God was putting in front of me. When all I really needed to do was stop, take time, listen and pray. I was trying to guide my own path. I was trying to be my own Siri. And I just want to read to you Luke 6:46. This verse talks about the wise and the foolish man. One builds his house on, the, on God and the other on the things of this world. But the start of this parable is key. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? This verse to me is like saying, Solomon, Solomon, and then... He wants to talk to me and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Or, Liesl, Liesl, 
And then you respond, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. You're not there. You're not there. Well, I was doing the same thing to God. I was saying, God, I'm going to Bible college. God, I'm going to Bible college. Yeah, I don't want to listen to you, though. Come on. I'm going to be really honest. In that moment, I was a hypocrite. I was saying, God, I want to listen to you. I'm calling your name, but I actually don't want to listen to what you're saying to me. Now, I think all of us sometimes can miss God talking to us. That doesn't make us any less Christian. It just means that we need to learn the skills to know what he's saying. But I'd like to give you a happy ending to that story of me letting God guide my path. I can tell you now that I have four incredible jobs and I've been, I'm weeks away from finishing my chaplaincy course this year, all of which has been sustained through a global pandemic. How awesome is that? How good is God? Yes, yes. Everyone else who would have been, if I was at Bible college, would be online at home doing absolutely nothing. I'd have no friends. I'd go to church. I'd go home all week and do nothing. But instead, I've been blessed with what I have. So we know we need to know what God is, oh, sorry. We know we need to do what God is telling us. But how do we do that? We all learn in different ways. We learn from hearing, from watching, from listening, experiencing. Each is unique. And similarly, we all hear God's voice differently. So when we say hearing from God, this could be as simple as hearing from him. This could be getting a revelation this could be through prophecy, family and friends, a sermon, something you see, worship, a thought that pops into your head, a memory, dreams, and reading the word. There are so many different ways that God can show you things. Now, I asked a few people this week how the Spirit talks to them. I wanted to learn about all different kinds of people. I wanted to learn how the Spirit talks to each of us. So I wanted to share a few of these and maybe this might help you understand ways that God's speaking to you. So the first one is definitely through worship music. However, most of the time it's through conversation with others and through study. Someone else said, spending time reading and meditating on the Bible. The Bible is full of fresh wisdom to help me navigate everyday situations. Spending time reading the Bible and sitting in the presence during times of worship are just as important as I learn to continue to hear God's voice and how he speaks to me personally. Someone else said, I find that in my day, filled with little children, God will talk to me in any way that I'll listen. I often find that he will use things like my children's innocence, what they do or what they say to bring me a revelation or a new understanding of things for him and his kingdom. I will also get a random word in the morning when I read or through my dreams. When praying, he gives me pictures or visions. I'm a visual person, but I, can find, I find that God will go above and beyond to find 
ways to say and do what he needs to tell me. Another person said, God talks to me by putting something on my mind or in my heart. I know that I should do something about it, but sometimes the Spirit brings me a scripture to my mind and encourages me and convicts me through that. And finally, God speaks through my emotions. He pulls on my heartstrings in a sense. So, we know how God speaks to us, but how do we learn the voice of God? How do we do what God is talking to us? How do we practice it? How do we follow what he says? God is speaking all the time. And we often just lack the skills to be able to hear him. And I want to give you a bit of an example here. So, some of you in the room might be like, Sarah, you're bringing up my youth. Don't do this. And some of us are going to be like, what kind of phones are those? So, when phones first came out, they were little bricks in your pocket. Actually, you probably couldn't put some of them in your pocket. They had a flip phone. They were unlike iPhones, absolutely indestructible. Throw them on the ground, the good Nokia brick. It became iconic back in like 2016 to like throw your phone out and get a brick. I don't know why, but anyways, has more radiation, so it doesn't really help that. But on this phone, you have about nine or 12 buttons. Each button represents a number and three letters and all three symbols. And they're tiny. These buttons, honestly, I think fake nails would be the way to like press these little buttons on the, wouldn't even need, or maybe like a pencil. But I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you've gotten this brand new phone the first Nokia brick to come out and you're so excited and you pull it out of your pocket and you're setting up all your contacts. You don't have a wallpaper, but you can have like the way that the clock says, so I'm gonna change it to 24 hours because I think I'm so cool and I'm gonna set speed dial. One's gonna be mom, two's gonna be dad. I'm gonna leave three because I'm gonna pretend that's Jesus. Yep, okay, set it all up and then Ding, first message comes in. Ding, second message. Ding, 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 ding. Your phone is blowing up. There is just messages, messages and messages and messages. How overwhelming. But let me tell you, these messages aren't coming in normally. They aren't, hey mate, how's it going? Love to see you soon. You want to catch up for a coffee? No, no, no. These are coming in in text slangs. So we are going to play a bit of a game together and we are going to try and figure out what these texts are saying. So I have the first one. FYI, I'm B2WRNHAND. Or what? What does that say? Okay, let's try and figure it out. So FYI, I think we'd know what that is for your information. I'm back to work right now. H-A-N-D, have a nice day. Oh my goodness, for, 
four words and I've got a whole text message right here. So, I have another one. This is a kind of text that you'll only receive if you are, have a significant other, may I say. So, let's figure it out. GM, LUV, how did you, ZZZ, can't wait to see you, L8RF, miss you lots, CUV soon, babe. What? Okay, so let's try and figure it out. Good morning, love. How did you, ZZZ, sleep? Can't wait to see you later. Miss you lots. See you soon, babe. Aw, cute. I have another one. Okay, let's try and figure this out. Hey, mate. HRU today. See the footy result. SMH. Uh, I was Rolf at how bad the ref was. I got to go, but text me if you want to meet up later okay so hey mate how are you today did you see the footy results shake my head footy results oh i was rolling on the floor laughing at how bad the referee was i've got to go but text me if you want to meet up later and i have our final last one this one's a doozy so we're gonna figure this out Jason, WU, did you finish the HW? I really need your help. RN, please. IDK, what to do? Honestly, TGIF, Tomoz, HW, SUK, I can't W8 to see you. My GF, this WKD, such a QT. TMB plus SRSLY SMH. This is this HW. Uh, I'm gonna go skate TTYL SC. Oh, that was exhausting. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's try and am ramble it. Jason, what's up? Did you finish the homework? I really need your help right now, please. I don't know what to do. Honestly, Thank gosh it's Friday. Homework sucks. I can't wait to see my girlfriend this weekend. She's such a cutie. Text me back, seriously. Shake my head. This homework, ugh. I'm going to go skating. Talk to you later. Stay cool. Now, oh my goodness. Imagine if every single text you got looked like that. Well, they used to look like that because every single letter they sent cost money. You can't just send your messages and ramble on and make a few paragraphs, add 10 emojis to that, maybe put a picture. I get lots of voice memos from people now. That's a new thing, like they just talk to their phone, like you can't even type. Like, Imagine if you got all these text messages flying in and you had no idea what they said. You would have to try and learn this new language of texting. And we learn God's voice in a very similar way. So, 
I want to take us through a few steps of how we can learn God's voice, how we can learn it like we're learning this new text language. So firstly, we need to read it to learn it. We learn through reading. We try to understand. We get to know the words. We get to learn the text slang and we practice writing it. I'm sure the first one you're probably like, what is this? And then by the second one, you'd learn a few more different phrases, a few more BTWs, a few more FYIs. And it started to get easier and easier. Similarly, the Bible is our tool. It's our dictionary. We can go through it and read it and learn and understand. The Bible, we get to uncover the character of God, learn about his kingdom, learn about how that operates, and then get to know the language of the Spirit, how he talks to us and the ways that he can talk to us and the ways that we can talk to him. I know for me, every single time I read my Bible, even if it's the same passage over and over and over again, big or small, I'm still learning. And I'm uncovering the character of God piece by piece. I'm getting new revelations and I'm always learning. So we need to read it and learn it. Secondly, we need to practice it and apply it. We need to start texting people back. All these messages have come in. We've learned it. We've understood it. We know what we're doing now. And now we need to put our knowledge to the test. We need to sit down and craft that message back, that BTW, gotta go, but see you later, have a good weekend. We need to be able to reply. And it takes a lot of practice. Often, if you do it maybe like once a month, yeah, you're going to be good, but are you going to be great? It might take you a bit longer. But imagine if you did this every single day. You text this slang every single day, day in, day out. Morning, noon, and night. Everyone that texted you, you texted them back like this. It'd be much easier, right? You'd start to get faster and faster and faster. You'd start to just read the text messages like as, and as you go through you'd be like, 2DA, you'd be like, oh, today, how are you today? Oh, okay, and you'd just flow it through. But just like in Luke 6:46, the wise man and the foolish man, it says, for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like the man building a house who dug deep down and laid the foundation on the rock. When the floods came, the torrent struck, that house could not shake because it was well built. But the ones who hear my words and do not put them into practice is like the man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment that torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. If we didn't practice what God was saying to us, if we didn't practice what we had learnt, practice what the Spirit was telling us, if we didn't put his words into action and apply them into our lives, how are we supposed to get better? 
Now, that's not to mean that if we try and act on God's word and it turns out to be the wrong thing or it wasn't quite right, that God's going to be mad and you'll say, you're the foolish bull, you didn't build your house on me. But actually, he's not because you're the wise man. You practiced. You put his words into action. Your heart was in line with God. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's like saying we don't learn from our mistakes. How silly, right? Of course we learn from our mistakes. Now, maybe we might not learn, or it might take us a little longer if we make the mistake 100, 200, 300 times. But we still learn. So I make mistakes just like I did this week. Oh, I make so many mistakes in my week. For example, on Wednesdays, I've just started my first solo chaplaincy gig, would say. Not a gig. I'm not singing. I can't sing. Um, But I'm alone. I'm in a new school. And one of my biggest tasks is helping the school, helping the students, the kids, the teachers. And learning everyone's names. Have you ever been that new kid? And everyone's like, oh, hey, 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 hey. And you're like, hi. And they start to learn your name. Well, I'm that new kid at the school. I'm the new kid on the block. I don't know anyone's name. And I'm actually terrible at learning people's names. I struggle. I have to repeat your name maybe a hundred times, saying it in your eye like, hey, Bethany, hey, Bethany, hey, Jesse. If I just say Jesse and don't put a name to the face, I would never remember. And every day I practice this. I see a kid or a teacher and they say, oh, hi, Sarah, or hi, Miss Sarah, or hi, chaplain. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I go, hey, Bob, hey, Lucas, hey, Jill, how's your week? Tell me more about you. And I remember skills of them. So maybe I might have seen them playing in the playground, playing handball. And I say, oh, hey, Lucas, how's handball going? Are you really enjoying it? And he's like, yeah, it's awesome. I smashed everyone at lunchtime yesterday. You should come along. And I learned their names. Have you ever been in that situation where you've learnt their name and you've kind of said it a few times and then they come up to you and they say, hey, Sarah, how are you? And you say, oh, hey, mate, how's it going? Uh," And you don't actually remember who they are. Your friends turn into mates and bros because you just can't remember their names. Well... I feel terrible when that happens. And so I practice. I say their name back. But in school, I'm still learning. So when I make mistakes, I'll have a kid say, I'll be like, hey, Ava. And I'll look to a girl, and Ava's really over here, and the kids sort of laugh. But it's okay, because I'm still learning. I'm allowed to make those mistakes. They correct me. Life gets better. So just like that, We need to practice and apply what we discern from the Spirit. Once we learn how to hear God's voice, how he talks to us, 
we practice it. And the more and more we practice, the better and better we get at hearing, at applying that to our lives. And thirdly, we need to surround ourselves with others. We need to surround ourselves in it. Just like if we were texting, we could join a group chat. Everyone could be using the same slang. We learn from others. We learn from talking to people and speaking the same language. We learn from being in community. Have you ever been at school with a group of friends and you hang out with them every single day? Morning, bell rings, go to class, sit next to them, next class goes, you walk to your lockers, you get more books, you go to your next class, recess comes, you do the same thing. And you realize that you start to become like them. You start to say the same things as them. You start to dress like them. Maybe you end up with the same recess and lunch every day because you're just thinking so similarly. Well, this was happening to me. I remember going to school. And after school, I would go to dancing. And I remember I rocked up with my three friends that we all danced with. And we got changed, got ready. We walked into the classroom and we all looked identical. We were all matching because we all were having the same thoughts. We were all doing the same things. Take the disciples, for example. They followed Jesus day in and day out for years. And they became so good at what they did. They learned and listened to Jesus preach and teach constantly. They practiced what he was teaching and then they were surrounded with each other doing the same things. When we are in a culture of other Christians, hearing and learning from God, we grow. We learn and take from each other's experiences. We get to actively speak. We become immersed in the language of the Spirit. So, if the band could come up, that would be great. So, you're probably wondering, how am I here today? How did I get out of that forest? Because last time I, you heard, I'm still knee deep in this forest. I have no idea where I'm going and no way out. I'm completely lost and it's dark. Nothing worse. Well, I actually learned to follow my brother's voice. He's family, so the voice was familiar. I'd heard it before. It wasn't like a new voice. I had learned it. I had taken that time to learn it. Just like the three steps, I listened it became, and it became clear. I was able to filter out the other noises, the trees crackling, the wind and the leaves and the animals. I started to focus on him. And secondly, I need to try and follow the voice of God. I definitely went a wrong way a few times, but I learnt every single time I went a wrong way. I figured out that the voice would be further away, that the wind would sound a bit different. And every wrong step I made, I made a better one in the right direction. I learned from each experience. And finally, when I got close enough to hear his voice, I started to find my other family. I started to find the Austrians and the kid. And together, we were able to get out of that forest alive. We were able to follow the voice together. 
for me to be able to share this with you. Well, just like getting out of the forest, we can apply these things to our own lives, to the voice of God. Just like we hear about different experiences, different ways that God talks to us. Maybe God talks to you in the similar way that I mentioned before. Maybe God talks to you through reading your Bible. Maybe that's through listening to worship. Maybe that's through that heart stream. What we need to do is apply these three steps to our lives. And I can guarantee that you will slowly learn not only how to discern God's voice, how to know who is speaking to you, but how to practice it and apply it. And then how to be surrounded with others. And surrounding ourselves with others could simply be a community. This could be a community right here, right now. It could be a leader. It could be your huddle. It could be your group at, Christian group at school. We learn and experience from and with others. As the band plays a song, I want us to take time to reflect. Are you like me in the forest? Is God's voice out there? Has God been talking to you? Maybe you just don't know how to listen. Maybe you didn't know that that was God's voice. Maybe you're here right now struggling to make a decision, asking, God, why aren't you telling me? Why? I'm asking you, I'm asking you. Maybe you're like me and in the verse calling out, Lord, Lord, but not actually listening. Maybe you've felt a longing for God's voice. Maybe you've tried to listen and felt really overwhelmed. Felt like voices were coming at you from every direction. Or just wanted to encounter Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit within us. So I want us to pray. And I want us to be able to let God reveal these things to us. So if we all stand... I just want to take this time for you to reflect, for you to talk to God. Maybe you haven't listened to Him in a while. Maybe you forgot what He sounded like. Maybe you are just so desperate for Him. Maybe you have no idea who the Spirit is and you want to talk to someone about it later. Maybe in huddle you could say, hey, I actually want to have a real relationship with this man. I want to become closer to God. I want the spirit within me to guide me, to guide my life. I want to be spirit-led. So, let's pray. Lord, we pray over everyone here today. We thank you that we can come together in community. We thank you that we have the opportunity to learn and read your Bible. We thank you that we can worship and listen to you. And we just pray right now that you talk to us individually, that you give us and help us hear your voice more clearly. 
that you anoint Holy Spirit into everyone's lives right now. God, let everyone hear you. Let them feel your love. Reveal to them how you are talking to them, who you are in their lives.